Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 517 for the week of October 12th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, here with a bunch of RPG players. First off, Alice Wilkinson. Yeah, I'm back again. You're back again. Also, Kelly Ryan. Trying to stay warm. And staying alive. Uh, 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 Anna Marie Privateer. Anna Marie Privateer. This is... We have to talk about the biggest controversy of the week immediately. What? Why can Duncan not get the right amount of cream cheese on my freaking bagel? I don't know. I got one too, and it was all right. Uh, yeah. No. Anyways. It was fine. It was fine now. Bagel's fine now. Controversy. <laughs> fine now. We uh we didn't get donuts to this or this morning because I kind of need to go on a little bit of a diet. <laughs> diet is diet with a T. Make permanent changes. Yep. Okay. Diet is diet with a T. What? Diet is die with a T. Mm. Yeah. Well, I need to cut down so on my saying cholesterol. She should die? I'm so confused. No, diets are bad for your health. Oh. Hey, you know what's good for your health? Making permanent positive changes? Yeah, but instead of that, we're gonna talk about video games. Anna Marie, what you been playing? Alright. Um, so I finished various day life. Various Day Life, the video game about um, routine, boring tasks that you have to do over and over. Yeah. So it's a lot like work. <laughs> um, and I decided that I was going to continue that you were tired of this? working through my um, Apple Arcade titles that I'd accrued. So I played and beat NeoCab a couple times. Wait, did you give up on Day Life? What do you mean? No, I, I'm done. Oh, you finished it. I mean, there's still You're stuff free. that I can do, but I mean, I haven't had an opportunity to like sit down in front of my Well, iPad. there's post-game content is what you're saying. Yes. But it involves playing the game more, which you really don't want to do. I'm I'm not I'm going to watch a video of it so. in Russian. What? I found a video of it in Russian. Okay. What do you want from me? Well, look at these cute yes. little mouse guys! Like, oh, mouse did guys? you fight the little cute little mouse guys? Oh, yeah. Like, way oh. a long time ago. Yeah, they get nasty. Oh, well, screw them then. Um, yeah, they start to cast magic. Anyways, yeah, so I played NeoCab and I wrote about that. And then now I'm playing Dragon Quest 3. A lot of mouse guys in this chapter. Apparently. And I, yeah, that's the planes. There's a lot of mice on the planes. Okay. Um, how, so how are those switch ports? Um, well, I have only played one of them so far. Okay. Um, and I don't know because I didn't play Dragon Quest 3 <laughs> before now. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it playable? Does It's playable. Okay. It has absolutely zero direction. Yeah, that's how that game was. So I've had to look a few things up. Um, um, you are supposed when, to kill the slimes. Yeah. When so... you get into the third act, it really gets directionless. And I can't tell you why because it's a spoiler. Oh, I think you're telling me after the boat. No. Um, <laughs> after the bird? They... No, um, there, there's a third act where you go below. My, I'm understanding that you're cool. searching for a Mexican restaurant. What? You're trying to find Ortega. Oh, <laughs> that's my dad. Oh, your dad owns a Mexican restaurant chain. No. Okay. It, well, see, when you said Ortega, I thought you meant the character from MST3K, 
that became a regular. Oh, that's a character there? Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. So the story of Dragon Quest Three is you um, are the child, either son or daughter, of the famous hero Ortega who wandered around the world. Do you have spiky hair either way? Tried to, yes. Okay. And tried to finish off the big bad guy living in the volcano, but I don't think that quite worked. So, so now it's like, well, your dad's gone. Can you like go do it for us? Because he didn't do it, and we don't want to do it, so you do it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's awful. I'm, so I'm I mean, like trailing. You, Sorry, go ahead, Kelly. Do Do you want spoilers for a thirty year old game? Yeah, yeah. He's alive. You're, no, you're you're basically Eldrick from Dragon Quest One, and this game takes place before Dragon Quest One. Oh, ah. yeah. I totally should have called my character Eric. I was really tempted to. Yeah. Just call him Eric and say that the name got changed over time. <laughs> so my party is uh, my hero, a martial artist, a mage, and a cleric. And um, I've gone to All Trades Abbey, but I'm not high enough to actually change jobs yet. You have to be 20 to change jobs. And I'm I but when I got to All Trades Abbey, all of my characters were level 15. I feel like I got there really like ahead of schedule so no, it just feels that way because it's not like what 10 hours into the game like seven right <laughs> i think i actually was about 10 hours into the game Ugh. oh okay then never mind <laughs> <laughs> and so i've gotten the boat and now i'm doot dooting around on the boat and I have the final key. And it feels like I'm in the home stretch of this game, but there is no way in hell that I'm in the home stretch of this game. Yeah, there's a whole third act. So, so um, it's a Dragon Quest game. At the moment. <laughs> so when I got the boat, I kind of do dooted around everywhere. And I found mm-hmm. this random island that has two girls that are babysitting an egg. And they're like, we need six orbs to wake the egg up. And I'm like, that's cool. I have literally never heard of these orbs in my life. I'm sure you have. Dragon Quest Eleven has them. But in this game, there is zero context. It's like all of a sudden it's like orb. You need a silver orb and a blue orb and a purple orb. And well, a I was do dooting around on my boat and I found a red orb completely randomly. Perfect. It was in the basement of a thief hideout I couldn't actually go into because I didn't have a key for it. Orb. <laughs> orb. <laughs> so now I'm running around collecting all the orbs. Orb. Orb. So now I and I had to look up because I, I'm doot-dooting around on my boat, and I have this this um, thing that I need to use. You have a party? Yeah. Mm. I even you described it about party. two minutes ago. You, uh, It's like Dragon Quest Nine. You basically hire people to make your own yeah, party. Yeah, I'm watching someone do it on the video here. So, so I, the, the, um, it gives you a, a trio of default people, which is um, a fighter and a priest and mage. And I was talking to Platty, who's in the uh, chat channel. And he was like, um, you, you should do a, a martial artist and then turn them into um, a, a warrior or a fighter. That... Okay. He's working off an old translation, and yeah. the translation in the Switch version is the updated one so that it properly matches um, like stuff the rest of the series. So I guess All Trades Abbey in the original translation was Dharma Temple. Hmm. I have yeah. no idea where that name came from. The Dharma Institute, maybe? I don't know. D H A R M A? I don't know. 
Yeah, and so spells are renamed and cities are renamed. and um, Yeah, because there's been times where I've had to look up some stuff and they're like, fly to Herda Berta Berta. And I'm like, uh, it's called Herda Berta. It, it doesn't have the same name. Oh, that sounds like it's pretty close, though. Yeah, yeah. So they're all, like, really close. Right. Um, so the point being, you made a martial artist and turned him into something else? For some I can't reason? turn him into something else yet. Why? Are you not far enough? Because I'm not level 20. 20! Okay. And then they're going to be super powerful? I don't know. Oh. I do I'm assuming know that that's why you got the tip. I, I do know... <gasps> I do know that when you reclass someone at the temple, they go back to level one, which totally explains why the enemy is all around the temple are super easy. But it's cool. The way that I have my party set up right now, everybody um, except for the martial artist has an AOE weapon of some sort. And so I like tear through stuff right now like crazy. See, I the last time I played the game was the Game Boy Color version. So I don't really remember the job progression in this one. Um, it seems to be get to level 20, pick a new class. Yeah. There are some classes um, that are only available as like a, an all trades thing. So it's like there are a bunch of basic classes and then there are only some advanced classes you can class into. Classy, mm -hmm. classy class. <laughs> um, so I'm having fun. Uh, I got to go find some orbs. Orb. Mm -hmm. what Orb. Else uh, that's it. Oh, that's all you're playing? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. The other thing that I'm working on is Embargo. Oh. Uh, are you going to play the other two Dragon Quest games, or no. is this one all you need? Yeah, this is, this is... We had three review codes, one for each game, and I got DQ3. Ah. Uh. So there's a Dragon Quest 2 review up, because it's shorter. Because um, I've got the uh, physical copy of the collection pre-ordered from PlayAsia. Yeah, I mean, I played one in... So I played one when it was on the Nintendo. And then I played mm -hmm. both one and two on the Game Boy Color. And I'm not super motivated to go back and play them. I like playing them just because the first two games are kind of short. And it's kind of... it's To me, it's... Well, it's kind of like East Book 1 and 2. It's fun to play both of them kind of back-to-back. -back. Yeah, I've tried to go back and replay Dragon Quest 1 and realized that I don't enjoy it. That's fair. I mean, it is, you know, a pretty basic game since it was the first in the series. It also has zero direction. Yeah, that too. I think I printed out a walkthrough a while back, and it, the entire walkthrough was one page. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's I think most Dranquist walkthroughs start with grind to level five and try not to die. Yeah. Yeah, but that, Should I that try game and finish like Dranquist one by the end of this podcast? No. Oh, okay. I mean, you could... Um, you could speed run it if you knew the route. I don't know the route. Remember, there's that tiny little spot that you can get all the metal slimes and just grind up really fast. Nope, mm -hmm. never knew that. Never finished. Drink. Never played through Dragon Quest One. It, it was a speed run that we watched for our games on quick. Yeah, but I don't remember that. But you remember Orb. 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 
Chris, what or... have you been playing? I've been playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> but he's been playing a eleven. One. Dragon Quest eleven. It's really every good. once in a while I hear down the hall. Can you please go into airplane mode? Yep. Because it's your copy. And I'm playing it on my Switch, so if you're online, it knocks me off because, <laughs> that, yeah. We did the primary accounts on our primary Switches instead of the other way around, like maybe we should have, except <laughs> it's complicated. Because <sighs> we also want to be able to play them remotely while we are offline, and so we can't do that. Anyway, so I've been playing Dragon Quest XI-S for the Switch. I think I talked about this last week. It's still Dragon Quest. It's still the Switch. It still has awesome music, and I'm still in the first act. I should be past it now, but I uh, I started collecting everything, and that slowed me down, even with a walkthrough. And then I found, And then I went to the casino. I went to the casino, and I used my Damon X Machina controller to turn on turbo buttons and map the turbo button for the slot machines onto the back of the controller and prop the <laughs> switch up on top of my iPhone, and I can just sit there spinning for metal slime slots while I do other work. Goo, goo, goo. <laughs> no, that game actually cuts you off. It's like, you've got enough spins today. Go to another machine. And I what? ran out of machines, so I had to go to the normal slots. It's okay, because the normal <laughs> slots pay out better anyway. Slime Quest doesn't pay out the best. But it's no, it's just more entertaining. Quest. Yeah, it's way more entertaining um, until you get tired of it, uh, which after a few hours. Mm. I remember the first time playing on PS4 and I put the headphones on Anna. I'm like, Anna, just put these on and listen. And she was mesmerized, like, what is this? This is insane. I need to play this. And uh, I actually played his slot it. machine for a while on the PlayStation 4 version. Let's go. Let's I, I'm go. actually jealous. I'm jealous that you ended up with a Demon X Machina controller. That thing has been backordered for two months. Oh, really? Yeah, I pre-ordered yeah. it during E3. <laughs> I said, "Ooh, that looks good." And I like the only thing I. I mean, I've got some other workarounds for Switch controllers that are also comfortable, so I don't really need the Machina controller. But it has turbo and these rear buttons, and that's kind of cool. So, it just looked more comfortable. Oh, it is more comfortable than like default Joy-Cons. But like I talked about like I've got the um uh what's it called? The Satisfy gaming grip for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Satisfy spelled with an F Y E at the end. Um and that works good too. That's also very comfortable. So both are good options. These are a little lighter, they have no rumble. So things to remember. Uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I really don't like the H D rumble on the oh, Switch. Okay. I kind of like being able to tell what my wife's playing by how much noise her Switch is making while she has headphones in. <laughs> oh, you're playing the golf story. <laughs> oh, Yeah, playing... I tend to annoy my husband greatly when the HD rumble is on, and it, it gets on my nerves, too, so I just turn it off. We also use it to beat eggs. No, not really. That would be funny, <laughs> though. Uh, what do we have? What else did I play, Anna? Um, oh, right, yeah. Um, I, I played some more emulator stuff, so I was doing some more Final Fantasy Free Enterprise, but big deal. Um, that ROM hack is that randomizer is still fun. Um, I also <laughs> I had a weird com- compulsion this week and decided, uh, you know, I remember Sword of the New World, aka Granado Espada. I remember that being really cool, where I could just idle and like gain levels and stuff, and I and have that cool Korean techno music on in the background. So I want to play Granado Espada. 
So last night I finally did it. I, I shouldn't have done this. Um, so This was an adventure. First thing I tried to do was log into my old account. Well, unfortunately, the company that ran the servers uh, sold it to a different server. Um, oh, that's spoilers. Um, they... I uh, uh, they sold it to a different company, um, and there was a transfer process that they started around 2007 or 2009 or something like that. And it's like, oh, I kind of missed the boat on that. But I reached out to their support and like, oh no, we still got all that stuff. The transfer link still works. Um, so after like half an hour of trying to um, transfer my account and remembering what my sort of the new world password is from 2007 or nine or whatever it was, uh, and failing to. Um, I uh, kind of gave up on that and just said, okay, screw it. I'll just start a new account. So then I download the game from their page. That's T3Fun.com is the company that owns Granado Espada now uh, in the U.S. Uh, T3Fun. What's the other thing they have? They have one other game, <laughs> which I can understand why they only have two games since they're kind of bad at what they do, which kind of is appropriate that they uh, took over for Gamers First because they were also bad at what they do oh gamers first is still around by the way they just do other games uh Ica online is their other game uh, anyway so download the game from uh, t3fun.com it doesn't and, and and i install it um and uh launch it and it says uh okay i, I need to patch now i'm a little behind I'm like okay go patch like and then the game closes it's like okay i'll launch it again and it says i'm gonna go patch and then it disappears like oh what's going on so i go to the forums and this has been an issue since may and they haven't fixed it uh, and the, the workaround is to completely uninstall it and go download the game on Steam. It's like, oh, all right, fine. That's annoying and stupid that it doesn't work from your website and your website doesn't mention Steam, but I will go and download it from Steam since that should work. And I go on Steam and I type in Sora the New World. And I find there's two of them. Or two or two Granado Espadas, I think is what I typed. Because it's the old... Yeah, it doesn't matter. I typed in Granado Espada. Two, two links come up. I'm like, uh, why are there two? Uh, and you know, I have some, I've been around this game in this industry. I'm like, okay, one is a different region. I bet. So I look into them and sure enough, one of them is the T3 fun game, but it's not labeled T3 fun anywhere on its page. You just have to figure that out by the comments. And that's the one that, uh, is, uh, for, for us territories or the continuation of the old Granada Espada I played many, many years ago. The other one is by IMC Games, the people who actually develop Granado Espada in Korea and publish it. Um, they have a Southeast Asia a English server that is open for the whole world to use now. And uh, it's uh, on the current version of the game, and it doesn't have some of the changes that was made for the U.S. version originally that I think all got pulled out anyway. Um, it's like, oh... Well, that's, oh, well, that's the more in sync version. If I got to start over anyway, I'm going to go over there. And I go through the comments and like, yeah, and we've done cool things. We've uh, given you boosts like items that level up with you to help catch you up to the story because otherwise it would take you years to get caught up to the current content. And that would be ridiculous. And I'm not joking about years. So they have all these uh, boosts in there. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to get a boosted effect. Uh, it'll help me catch up to where I was when I left off. And I install the game and found out that the Southeast Asian version of Granado Espada is even more poorly localized than the K2 original English version of Granado Espada was poorly localized, which is something we commented on this podcast many, many, many years ago. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, is that game poorly localized? But... I've seen worst. I've seen worse because, like, 
there were no like foreign language characters showing up in the wrong fonts or the wrong places or the wrong windows. Um, there are a few in the announcements that show up on the screen, but that's to be expected in a worldwide unified server thing. Uh, and then I realized this game's old as crap. It's poorly localized and has no shortcuts, hotkeys, or quality of life improvements that people have figured out even before that game came out originally, and none have been backported into this garbage. So I played for half an hour and then uh, I shut it off, and I said, I don't need to play Granado Espada that much. I can, I can just not play Granado Espada. I can play more like Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy IV because that's an old game that holds up. So that's what I did instead. That's my sort of new world uh, story. All that work to realize that the game sucked. I, it could be really good were they to you know clean it up and update it. But I think the real, the the, (laughs) the impression I had once I finally got logged into this thing is like, oh, maybe the whole time this was a low budget, poorly done game in Korea. And we just thought it was good over here because it was really different than normal and and just one of the few things we get to see that's very clearly not like a Western-style game. But maybe this isn't really being handled well by its developers. And then I, I got mean, really depressed. We uh, we could have told you that, though, from the uh, fate of the um, South Southeast Asian Fantasy Star Online 2 server. Oh, did that go bad? Uh, yeah, it went so bad it's dead. It oh. died like two. Died two years ago or something, at least. But this one was being done by the company that makes it. I figured it's better that way. I was wrong. So that's all I've been playing. Kelly, what you been up to? Well, speaking of MMOs, um, I picked the I picked the worst week ever to re-up WoW. Oh no, Kelly. Oh no, <laughs> Kelly. Well, to, to be fair, I did it before the kerfuffle. We are not going to talk about the kerfuffle. You can look up the kerfuffle. <laughs> um, but no, I, I re-upped because uh, they came out with a video that um, showed what was going to happen at 8.3 and we're getting playable playable Volpera. Yeah, the Fox guys. The yeah. Fox people. So what I was like, how? Fox it's funny you say that. The fox says their, for the horde, apparently. That's their dance. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, they, oh, their dance nice. is from that video. Nice. And awesome. um, one of the sillies, I think, is I'll tell you what the fox says or something oh, like that. Boy. So, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, some... um, sorry, Blizzard, but you're not getting me back in that way. I'm not the furry. My husband is. Uh... I I am totally the furry. That Alice's husband is. <laughs> All right, moving on. Dance. <laughs> wow. I had I um pulled up the PTR so that I could kind of create customize my character and ran around with one and yeah, they are definitely furry bait. <laughs> they are ever, very cute though. They are wow's equivalent I like of the, the uh, Mithras. Yeah. <laughs> um they're wow's equivalent of what now? Also, the Mithras or Mikote? Why don't they yeah. wear Tops. What do you mean? Why don't they wear tops? So I'm looking at a camp full of um, Volpera, and most of them aren't wearing shirts. Or when they do, they're like super cut. I don't. I think it's because they live in a desert. Yeah. Okay, fine. And they're covered in fur, so it's probably really warm. Fine. Do they have big shoulder pads though? Because you need that to be a wow. 
playable character. Everyone has big right, shoulder good. pads. There's Perfect. no there's no escaping from no that. Ex- no escape from the pauldrons. Got it. Yeah. But um, I, I can't wait to roll my Volpera. I have no idea when 8.3 is going to drop. Probably after the end of the or probably at the end of the year, I imagine. But um, until then, I'm running around in the two new zones from 8.2, uh, Mechagon and Nash. Nah, I can never say the other one. Yeah. So what do you think about Mechagnomes as the other race? Oh, they look uh, terrible. Yeah. They're creepy. It's so dumb. They're really ugly. There's so many. Mm, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. They're Not creepy nightmare fuel. I don't plan on ro- rolling one. Um, the I don't know. Would it have been ferrets? Would it have been better to have uh, leper gnomes than mecha gnomes? Eh, <laughs> I'm, Six, one I'm not sure. The, other. <laughs> All right, the only way I'm going to roll a mecha gnome is if they force you to. Uh, no, they if they make druids that can um, transform like transformers. <gasps> That would but be I amazing. I don't think they're going to do it. I hadn't thought though, of that, already, Kelly. They already announced the classes, but they could make them druids because they have all the me- mechanical forms, you know, cat, bear, that sort of thing. So I don't know why they couldn't. But Travel they form could be won't. the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right, Kelly, you just sold me on mechanomes. <laughs> but they're not going to be druids. I don't care. We, we can always dream. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, and... but they're not going to drag me back wait, unless, wait. unless the... they somehow retcon the entire expansion. Do mechanomes have souls? I don't Can know. They play Can they play as class? healers? Can they play as healers? I I think priest was one of the classes. Oh, I don't know if I agree with this decision. Mechanomes can't have souls; wait. they're machines. Well, the mechanomes dance the robot. Whoa. Yeah, really. Yeah, Chris. Chris, they're not. They don't appear to be machines. They appear to be gnomes with amputated arms and legs. Well, that's yeah. not interesting. Which makes them even creepier. They aren't in robots. They're cyborgs, says the chat. So meh. that means um, no Transformers either. But, you know, never never say never on classes because some stuff got data mined. That never say is... never with Blizzard because apparently Blizzard can go from being a good company to a terrible company and well, all it takes and is a week. Remember <laughs> that like 99% of the jokes in Make Love Not Warcraft don't work anymore. Yeah. So it's what? like, I'm going to be a human hunter. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's not funny that anymore. Is. You've never seen but... the South Park episode, Make Love oh, Not Warcraft? No, I've only, only ever heard of it. That's the best episode. I've li- it's literally the only South Park episode I've seen start to finish. Yeah, that's the best episode. But no, they, a bunch of stuff got data mined recently that might be re- it, that's implying that the Death Knight Zone is going to be re uh, revamped, uh-huh. and we might get like Pandaren Death Knights and stuff. You get Volparen Death Knights. Yeah, the, oh. um, there's textures for Volparen Death Knights, but Mechanome if, if, Death Knights. I don't know what that is. If that's the case, <laughs> I want a Pandaren Death Knight. My computer hardware froze, <laughs> literally. Uh. <laughs> wah, so, and, wah, wah, wah. and the other thing about the Mechagon content is that you get, um, you can make a mount that is a robotic cat that you can repaint. You get different paint files that you can repaint can I anytime put you want. On it? Can I put flames on it? No, it's the just this skin. <sighs> Kelly. Is WoW... And, and... Okay, okay. So they announced... What? All right. Avoiding the controversy stuff about WoW in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. you decided to resub because they added 
they announce new races that are not yet in the game. Mm-hmm. Is the game better? Uh... Is it better now? Do you think it'll be better when those races are in? Is there a reason to think that the expansion is more enjoyable now? Um, I'm interested in the story stuff that they're coming up with for 8.3 because they're going more... Um, Basically, the old god Nazoth oh, okay. is going to be trying to take a, take over the whole world, and I imagine that that same old god is the reason why Sylvanas kind of lost her crap. Well, wasn't he behind the whole rise of Ashara stuff too? Or... Uh, yeah, yeah. So that sounds like a culmination that should happen. Um, I mean, the, the game isn't better. But I feel like taking a like a six month break from it kind of helped me not be so soured on it. And yeah, I I think the story from this expansion still sucks. Did you learn? Okay, so did you play any WoW Classic since you resubscribed? No, I installed it. No interest, huh? I was going to um, pull it up. Oh, just and then the controversy happened, huh? And and then and then the controversy (laughs) hit. How long did you resub for, Kelly? Just a month. Okay, okay. I'm I'm probably gonna resub keep up for at least two months because I want to play the fifteenth anniversary oh, you're not stuff. Gonna boycott. Oh, I said I promised Anna I wasn't gonna get into it. Okay, fine. Uh the the fifteenth anniversary stuff, you wanna try it out and then report on that? Okay. Yeah, that because sense. um you're, you there's gonna be a special raid where you can get a um Deathwing skin mount. Isn't everybody quitting classic now? Like in the chat I'm seeing two people who tried classic and left. <laughs> Isn't like the it's been a month since classic, so everyone's unsubscribing now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was I'm... fun. Bye. <laughs> so I got curious and I looked up this thing that you were talking about with new Death Knight textures. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. so not only are there new Death Knight textures, including one for Magar. So maybe allied races and one for Volpera. Um, yeah, there's, there's one for all the allied races. Yeah, there's also new voice acting from Bolvar. Mm-hmm. So that's, Uh-oh. that's interesting. Well, because he's the Death Knight, the Lich King now. So. Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm uh, wondering if these new allied races, they're not going to go through the original zone. They're going to go through a new... A new experience. A new yeah. experience. It just makes me wonder how they're going to handle the Pandaren. What about the light sworn, like the glowy guys? Can they be that nice? Yeah. 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 That, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, that you were light sworn and you died and you rezzed as a death knight. Yeah, but then are you still lighty or not lighty? Do you glow blue instead? Like, what? I mean, I don't understand. Well, WoW doesn't make a lot of sense when it comes to that stuff. I mean, look at Worgen. All right, fine. Worgen Death Knights? Like, what? Well, well no. I Worgen, literally have two. Worgen are werewolves, but notice that there aren't, like, gnome that can turn into Worgen. That kind of stuff. Only humans. Yeah, only humans can turn into Worgen for some reason, even though technically Worgen are druids, druids that got corrupted. <laughs> night elves. Yeah. Even though Worgen so. are, were originally night elves? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the the answer is it's just a game. You should really just relax. So I would actually be No, it's wow. We have to be serious about it. (laughs) I I would be really interested in having another expansion revolving around Lich King stuff because I felt Mm -hmm. like Return of the Lich King was like... Hey, hey, hey. 
Return of the Lich King wasn't a good expansion because of the story. Wrath of the Lich King. Wrath of the Lich King wasn't a good expansion because of the story, Anna. Um, well, I loved you Wrath love of the, the story. Lich King story. It, yes, because by had... the time I hit the Lich King, I wanted to friggin' kill him. Okay. Yes. They did yes. such a good job setting that up. Okay, first of all, it got old really quickly. It wasn't as good as you're, as you're remembering. Okay. However, that said, it was a good expansion because of all the things going into that content at that time. It wasn't just the story. It wasn't just the game mechanics. It was a lot of things happening at once, and it was a good situation in the game, and all your friends were there, and people were still playing it, and they introduced some new ideas, and it felt fresh. There was a lot of things there. And just bringing Lich King back is not going to bring all that other stuff back and make it a good game. It, it has amused me that the joke hit on r slash well has been in case of emergency, break glass, and the glass is uh, Lich King. Return you, mean a little, Lich King King too. you mean a little bit like how Legion's break glass was Illidan? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it worked. I also I <laughs> it just worked. posted... I did just post something in the Skype chat, which is the uh, the Adventures of Time Lord Grundle Bash, the Maghar Orc, orc Monk. What? I'll have to check this. I can't bring that up. It's right it's now, an but... it's an update to uh, the um, uh, the Wargun timeline that someone did by the same author. Oh, cool! Interesting. Uh... <laughs> it's it is it is a complete mess. <laughs> Oh, but, it explains um, how you can be an orc monk. Ah. Uh, well, it explains how you can be an orc monk. It, well, the only way you can be an orc monk is through... Uh, uh, am I allowed to swear? No. no. Oh. Born, um, al- <laughs> born on alternative Draenor after the end of... <laughs> what's what, W-O-D? I forget. Warlords of Draenor, when Time Lord Grundlebash saved her world, named after the legendary orc who definitely did a thing with the MacGuffin, whatever, she's not a student of history. Spent several years training in a monastery she can't possibly have been at, becomes a monk, a fine orcish tradition, don't question it. 30 years after Warlords of Draenor, she's about to be killed by the Army of Light? Saved by Grundlebash, but it's only been two years for her. The Horde wants allies because they may have committed some light genocide. Also, he says his world just got shanked by Space Satan. Uh-oh. Uh, steps <laughs> through the portal and is immediately transported back to Azeroth just after Deathwing broke it. This planet is kind of disaster-prone, isn't it? Anyway, it's cataclysm time. Except for Orgrimmar, where it's present day and they're prepping for war with the Alliance. <laughs> While there, bumps into a brand new Death Knight. They just escaped from Arthas? Huh. Planet is also kind of prone to fractured timelines, apparently. Adventures to level 60 in the Broken World. Spend some of that in the Ghostlands, which is weirdly still several years behind the rest. Gets on a boat and somehow goes further back in time. Ends up in the period where the Horde fought Arthas. Helps Arthas commit genocide in Stratholm. What is it with these people in genocide? Feels kind of conflicted about this. <laughs> Works with future self to kick Nose Dormu squarely in his armor plate of testicles. Takes a break from all the Lich Slain to go to Draenor. Not her Draenor, though. A different Draenor. That the Horde came from. No, not her Horde. You know what? Let's just move on. The different Draenor is actually several decades in the future relative to her dra- timeline. While in Draenor, goes back to help Medivh open the Dark Portal from Azeroth to Draenor. Not her... Look, it's complicated, okay? She kills Illidan. <laughs> Takes a job to Azeroth to fight Archimonde at Mount Hyjal during the Warcraft 3 era. Go, got to stop him from killing all the Night Elves. You know, wouldn't want anything to happen to the Night Elves. <laughs> it's, 
Max hits level 60 on Northrend. <laughs> Back- oh, that's right, because they're all they're all um they're all uh, level warped now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Back on the mainland, the cataclysm has happened. Rehappened? <laughs> Undishappened? It's back, y'all. She hangs out at Mine High Jaw again. Anything for those dear sweet night elves. On vacation from the confusion, she visits Pandaria, where the cataclysm is over. Other than nothing time related other than that, nothing time related happens at all. She finally feel finds that monastery she trained at. <laughs> Hits 85 and finds out Garas just fucked up the veil. Oops, sorry. But wait, that's not... He's been dead for... <laughs> Lay siege to Ogrimmar, but not the battle for Azeroth Ogrimmar. This is an earlier... You know what? Forget it. Warps wraps up Pandaria and somehow teleports to her Draenor, but before she was born, in the time of champion Grundlebush. Grundlebash, whatever. It turns out she was Grundlebash all along, or something. Tries to avoid meeting herself as a baby. You never know how that's going to turn out. Fights Archimonde again, but like a different Archimonde. Or is he? He is. <laughs> Goldon from her drain or escapes to Azeroth. This is bad because the Goldon from the other timeline is dead. Illidan has his skull back on Draenor. No, not that Draenor. The other Draenor. I mean, technically the Goldon from her Draenor is dead too in her timeline since he went through the portal and died at the beginning of Legion, which was 30 years in the past from her perspective. So... Wait, has all this already happened? She's just reliving events, or is this an alternate... No, we're not doing this here. Anyway, the living Gul'dan summons a bunch of demons in service to the totally different Burning Legion from the one that enslaved him. They show up and kill everyone, but they don't mess with the timeline, so that's fine. Whoops, never mind. They were messing with the timeline. Meets an army that's been fighting with them for a thousand years, even though they left Azeroth like 20 years ago. <laughs> everyone kind of agrees this time is screwed. <laughs> A magic wind chime sends her rocketing into the past to relive the life of Illidan in a series of handy cutscenes. Illidan's not dead, by the way. <laughs> Flies to space, fights the demons, yada, yada, yada. Planet totally gets shanked. <laughs> like, literally, there's a sword net. Gets back to find that inexplicably time has skipped forward three or so months and that the Horde definitely did a genocide on the Night Elves. Oh, well. Screw him. Has completely lost track of her stance regenocide at this point. <laughs> These night elves that she's helped twice before. <laughs> no time for questions. Time to battle for Azeroth. <laughs> that- oh, it's almost like it's almost like creating an MMO with a timeline is kind of hard. <laughs> I mean, fourteen mostly managed it. Yeah, fourteen's yeah. so done a pretty good job of it actually. But this is a mess. <laughs> So she, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm trying. Are you starting? You're to right. Cross-eyed? I can't. No, I can't. I've gone cross-eyed. Yep. Yeah. Closing that down. Um. Why is the camera looking at your empty desk? I don't know because it couldn't <laughs> handle my face. Oh. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to unlock flying right now. With reputation crap, so that's what I've been doing. And you've been uh, playing Octopath. Yeah, yeah, I've got everybody's second chapter done, and I started on all the chapter threes. Um, I started with Hanit, who is my main character, and Hanit then I'm me. going through Cyrus's chapter three right now, which, my God, Cyrus's story is dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, it it, it goes bad places. Um. 
the, the fact that he gets put in an oubliette in that chapter just you know that's like one of my dumb irrational fears is getting put into one of those things and um i stopped like right before the boss fight last night so i don't know how that's going to turn out but um i didn't get as much of a chance to play octopath last week just because of you know me getting sucked into wow uh and yeah that that that's all i've been playing um all right i want to hear this for, uh, i want to hear about alice because all right so before i took the the current job that i'm working on i did a crash course in like space games of the last 20 years oh and alice has been playing a really old space game did Alice play uh, your space game? No. Oh, okay. Alice has been playing Space Station 13. What? Is that the 13th one in the series, Alice? No, it's Not... the it's it's the, the Station 13 in space. It, it's just a name. You don't need to look too deep into that. <clears throat> Sorry, got something in my throat. Um, so yeah, the original ver the original version of Space Station Thirteen did come out in like two thousand and three, on an engine that was put together before the year two thousand. To say that it's um, uh, it's kind of janky. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's it's janky. It's really janky. It. I mean, the funny thing is, is it kind of came about uh a, quite a long time before that kind of like retro pixel look became the go-to for indies like a long time before. I mean, when did that start anyway? Like 2007? I don't remember. Yeah, they just kind of like suddenly turned up. The earliest I seem to remember is like Super Meat Boy, and I'm pretty sure that came out after 2010. Hmm. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so... Space Station 13 is a really old game put together on a janky engine called Beyond, B-Y-O-N-D. Uh, it's kind of like a it's a top-down 2D um, <clears throat> role-playing game, tile-based, um, with kind of sort of fairly cutesy pixelated graphics. It looks old. Uh, the tile-based movement kind of means that there's no... Um, there aren't actually any walking animations. Like, that's how old it is. You, you you kind of smoothly move from one tile to tile. It just basically looks like everyone's gliding everywhere. Uh, it is a multiplayer game. It's, it is best played with multiple people. And I kind of try and find like an easy way to describe it because uh, there are, since the, the game, the game was like put together by one person in 2003. And then eventually uh, the code was, I believe, leaked for it. And eventually there are now like sort of multiple branches of the code, uh, several of which are associated with um, like uh, several message boards of the uh, the day, uh, which includes at least two 4chan ones and uh, something awful who will have their own branches and still have operating servers. Um so the servers themselves differ slightly, and so they will be running different maps. They may have some slightly different mechanics. Uh, but the general sort of gist of the things is you are, your player character is a worker on board Space Station 13, although some servers call it something else. Uh, and you have to survive your shift and do your job. And there are a lot of jobs you can pick from. 
Uh, most servers usually kind of restrict restrict you to the lower jobs until you've been on the server for a while, maybe build up a name for yourself, that kind of thing. And you just need to do your job and live. This is surprisingly difficult. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um... And I, for some is reason, I don't... Is it fun? Yes, I'd okay. say so. All right. I think it's one of those games where, ultimately, the, the fun that you have kind of comes from the situations that arise. So each time... Like, the, the server I normally play on is Paradise Station, which is one of the more populated ones. Um, it runs on its own branch of code and therefore has its own kind of eccentricities and stuff like that. And so a round usually lasts around two hours. And at the start of the round, the server picks a game mode. And the game mode determines what antagonists will appear during that round. Uh, and there will also be a randomly generated uh, station goal. So people have to basically work together to finish so you finish building something or collect a bunch of stuff. That That's what happens. And it is the role of the antagonist to... Well, they kind of get their own objectives. So either kill everybody, blow the station up, that kind of thing. And ultimately, and I think, you know, it's kind of the thing that's kind of drawn me to it is the fun you have of it with it is kind of the situations that just kind of arise through gameplay over that two hour round time. And I've seen all kinds of weird stuff happen. Even when I've only been observing rounds because I'm busy doing something else, I sometimes just have the client open and I'm watching a round in play as a ghost. Um, like, even uh, from from last night, I, I, I'll go through... Should I go through a game from last night? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, last night I played... Um, I think I actually came... Oh, actually, I'll go for a, a slightly different one just because it ended a little earlier. Um, I, there was one game where, uh, I was up late and I couldn't sleep. So I decided to log in. I picked the librarian job whose job it is to manage the station library. So printing out books and, uh, running D, &D, D games that nobody goes to. Oh boy. Um, and I was like, well, okay, so this is boring. So I went to the bar and discovered just how much alcohol it would take to nearly kill myself. Oh. Uh, it turns out not actually a lot. Um, I got dragged into the med bay by a uh, by a medical cyborg, had my liver operated on, and told not to do it again. Okay, <laughs> perfect. That was my role. Don't now, do it again. Uh, but last night I had one where I think I died quite early on, and that puts you into ghost observation mode. And the uh, the 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 round antagonist on that one was vampires who have to go around the station, you know, draw They have objectives to draw blood from certain numbers of people, sometimes assassinate specific people and that kind of thing. Uh, they weren't doing particularly well, so they hadn't really done much, and the round had been going for about an hour at this point. So another random event started, which means a bunch of large spiders started showing up in the maintenance areas. And they took over most of the station, or at least most of the eastern part of the station. Um, so an emergency response team was called, which whose job it is to uh, come along, come onto the station, shoot the spiders. 
Is that players uh, or automatic? Yeah, yeah, so those are picked from usually picked from players who are already ghosts. So they basically get a chance to oh. re-enter the game as an event character. Uh, they didn't do too well. And so the, uh, the, serve, the, the admin on, who was running the server at the time called in a death squad, whose job it is to kill everything and then blow the station up. Oh, boy. And they were a little bit more successful, but it, it, it was just the uh, the kind of the way the situation just kind of like deteriorated during that time towards the end of the round um, with like the death squad finding the makeshift med bay of the survivors and gunning the whole place down in cold blood. Uh, them arming the nuclear de- the, the nuclear device, the station self-destruct with the timer 69 seconds. And the admins playing that docking theme from Interstellar over the server while this was going on. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, you know, sort of a... Uh, it was just a wild... The impression wild I get is that people up. have um, very coarse language as well in the chat while this is all going on. It de- really depends on what server you play on. Okay. Um, there are servers that I personally have got very strict rules um, against that kind of thing. Mm. So Paradise, the one that I play on, uh, is a classified as a medium RPE server uh, and generally has a pretty stringent set of rules. Uh, the other one is Goon Station, uh, which is run by uh, current and former members of Something Awful, uh, does also have a very stringent stringent set of rules. Oh, and here's a dude just walking around naked. Okay, cool. Uh, that's actually uh, that's actually a crime. Oh, uh, is it? Security, yeah, security, <laughs> security are more than are, uh, are more than um, allowed to arrest you for that. Okay, uh, it's it's a low it's a uh, a low code crime, but um, yeah, indecent exposure will get you locked in the brick. Oh, and here's a screen so. that's completely covered in hamburgers. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, there was, I mean, this. I've seen I've seen all kinds of weird stuff like that one. <laughs> That one time we had a kitten anomaly in the bar, and the bar just filled up with kittens. Did you see these floating skull monsters at all? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the the miners go go down into this place called Lava Land on some servers, and they mine minerals to so they can get supplies. Um, the station kind of has like this whole, um, you know, the miners get get mine resources and sell them to so that the station can buy more advanced things there's a research department there's a med bay and the fact that this is all operated by the players each round means that your round experience will generally vary depending on who's in those positions um I mean, you know, there's been a, a couple of times when there's someone who's less clear on how to perform major surgery accidentally murders someone on the operating theater. Mm. Um, and I, I, you know, I've played the command roles a couple of times, which is quite stressful. Uh, the head of personnel is a little bit like playing papers, please. Um, and I've played the captain, which and I think is, you need to go be the head of personnel. Is is can be frustrating. There's even uh, it, on um, most servers you can play as the AI. Yeah. Um. And you, if, as the AI, you have the ability to see the entire any part of the station that's covered by cameras, um, and you can interact with any electronic device that you can see, which is great. Except you are constrained by a set of laws that you have to follow, which is similar to the you know the whole Asimov three laws thing, but not always. Uh, and most of the time, you will be opening doors for people. <laughs> That's because, <laughs> yeah. Um, no wonder you go but, crazy and start breaking the laws. 
Well, yeah, the thing is, is what can happen, though, is some sneaky person can come along and change your laws. Oh, no. Um, and I've seen it, for example, in a round where we had a blood cult on the station. The blood cult were able to infiltrate the AI upload, and they uploaded a law that said that only blood cult members were human. Uh-oh. And therefore, the AI was perfectly allowed to ignore anyone else. Awesome. Um, which has led to things like, I mean, I've had rogue AIs where uh, the only time I actually noticed was that I, I noticed that the AI was being suspiciously quiet um, because under most law sets, if you ask the AI to do something, they are their laws require that they answer. Um, and I was like, hmm, AI's being a bit quiet. And I'm playing the chief engineer at this point, and I try and open the, the uh, airlock to the room that allows you to upload New York laws, mm-hmm. to only to find that it would be electrified. And <laughs> the only thing that stopped me from killing myself was the fact that I was wearing insulated gloves. Oh, boy. <laughs> but that was when I realized, oh, shit, we have a, we have a rogue AI on board. <sighs> Which, yeah. And that's not even getting started on the most popular server that's usually seen at the top of the list, which is um, uh, called Colonial Marines, which is basically a full conversion into aliens (laughs) with the game's god-awful combat system. So the aliens are running around the ship and you got to defend yourself from them and stuff? Uh, Well, there's like there there is like a big uh, I've played it a couple of times just kind of, you know, see what all the fuss is about. And it is a pretty faithful recreation of, like, the alien, you know, it's got that kind of aliens aesthetic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got, a pre- you know, like the appropriate weapons, the appropriate look, um, that kind of thing. And, yeah, basically, you will start as Marines on board a spacecraft and you get ordered to go down to a colony that's overrun with aliens. That's okay. that's generally the deal, and that is really popular for some reason. Like, because the game's combat, uh, which is jokingly referred to as robust, is <laughs> robust. E- extremely janky. Like, because the whole game is built on like a some kind of web engine, I think it can actually work on web browsers. That's because of you know how old it is and stuff. It it's um it's a very imprecise science and. Being robust, which is the state of being good with the combat system, is pretty difficult. Especially if you don't play, like, security roles or... Oh, or close so Marines people who stuff. are good at combat are referred to as being robust. Yes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yep. <laughs> and this is kind of like, everything to do with it is kind of like built up. This It's, it's just one of those weird things that... It, it's one of those weird games that's been maintained and it's got this kind of, like, bizarre culture. Because it's only been... Like the the peak number of players is between one thousand one thousand five hundred. It's not a lot of people playing this. Mm-hmm. I only play. I only started playing it because um, my husband was watching um, a streamer play. Uh, I think it was project something called Project Winter, which was a fairly more simplistic. Um, there are a bunch of survivors. I think it's like six or eight, and there are two traitors or something. And the goal of the game is for the traitors to kill the survivors and for the survivors to escape. And I was like, I swear, there's this space game that's that, but re- like a lot more complicated. So, and I ended up like installing Space Station 13, and I played it. I've I've been like stuck with it for I don't know the last two weeks or something. Like aside from. Aside from PlayStation 13, the only real game that I've played is Destiny 2. So, 
I'd uh, very much. All right. So what are I'd, you? I would. I basically, I just to finish, I would say, um, I would recommend playing it just, like, just to give it a try, just to see what it's like, because there's a lot of different ways you can play it. But um, yeah, just remember it first came out in 2003 and is really janky. Where does one get Station 13? Uh, so you need to um, download the Beyond client, B-Y-O-N-D, uh, sign up for an account with them. And then when you run their client, which looks like it runs on a bunch of AOL servers from 1999, um, just yeah, Space Station 13, you can basically search for, but it is pretty much the most populated game on the platform anyway. So you shouldn't have too much trouble finding it. Um, okay. And the two servers that I play on, um, I play on Goon Station and Paradise. Uh, this isn't Colonial actually Baby. some sort of like crypto miner that I'm installing on my computer, is it? No. No, I, I mean, that's the Seems joke. It's like a scam. I know, I know. <laughs> That's the joke. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. All right. Um, I play on primarily play on uh, Paradise and Goon Station. Uh, give maybe give Colonial Marines a try because you don't necessarily have to play as a Marine. Um, it is perfectly possible. I mean, all of the Xenomorphs in the Colonial Marine mode are played by players as well. There's a pirate game on this client. Rise of yeah, the pirates. Yeah, and how many people playing it? I don't know. How do I tell? If there's if there's no number next to it in the 31. main menu. <laughs> yeah. 31 players in three games. By comparison, Space Station 13, 1,362. <laughs> All right. The next other popular games include Soul Elysium with 36 players. And no, that might be it. <laughs> oh, yep. Spies of Agartha has 23. And Azusa Online has 11. Yeah, you see what I mean when we I say that? We have literally found a corner of the internet that <laughs> doesn't go any further in this direction. It, like, very occasionally comes up, like, elsewhere. I think a couple of, like, moderate-sized YouTubers have, have done reviews on it. Um, mm -hmm. I, know I know I've seen one. And that does sometimes cause a spike in players. Um, but I think the rest of, like, the rest of the people are just, like, very dedicated people who have just been playing it for a while. And m many of the like the game's improvements over the last, you know, 10, 15 years have just been done off the backs of, you know, volunteers, basically. Volunteers and donations. All right. And who have done all of these like, uh, like added, like, you know, added playable races beyond humans and stuff like that. So, yeah. And again, those crazy people who did a, a full aliens conversion for it like you have to be like seven shades of mad to even try doing that but i'll tell you what what it's a better game it's a better game than the actual colonial marines <laughs> <laughs> that's not a high bar no not really so what is the uh what how's destiny 2 treating you um destiny 2 is weird because they moved off they moved off um battlenet like last week i think it was yeah i did a conversion and now all my characters available on i don't know everything steam yeah sure yeah let's let's go with steam that's one well of the that's ones. what i'm well that's what i'm playing it on and what's weird to me was i was kind of aware that they were boosting everyone's equipment to uh light levels 750 or whatever oh, really so yeah. if i log in now i just have better gear 
well, yeah, you basically have the same gear, but it'll be level 750, which is the entrance. For... So I could go do all the Destiny 2 story now that I didn't ever finish? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, not bother? I don't know. But not only that, but I, I was like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But then I also found out they also boosted all my characters to 50 as well. Ooh. Okay. So I had a max level character, but I had two characters that weren't max level. Now you and, have three max yeah, level and characters. Yeah, now I have... One, yeah, one of All each right. class. Cool. I'm like, okay. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it is pretty much this. It's same old, same old. But I've just been doing it to kind of catch up on stuff that I didn't do during the last like year or two. It's been out. So, and I, there's, I mean, yeah, there's a new place to go, the the moon, but moon's haunted, by the way. Say what? <laughs> The moon, moon, the moon is the haunted. Moon? Oh, it's haunted. The moon is haunted. Yeah, that, the moon's haunted. You know that that warlock, that wizard came from the moon. Yeah. That's like literally the only thing I know about destiny and the moon. They took that line yeah. out. I know. And they t- took Peter Dinklage out, which I was more upset about. It, didn't they take Peter Dinklage out during the first yes. Destiny? Yes. And replaced him with Nolan North? Yes. I'm still confused about that. I think it may be because you became too expensive. Well, they needed to change a lot of things. There was a lot of complaint about his voice acting. And then I then after that, it's all theories that I've heard. Like, yeah, they needed to redo a bunch, and he would cost a lot. So they took him out and replaced him with someone who doesn't cost a lot, I guess. Nolan oh. North doesn't cost a lot? Not not compared to Peter Dinklage. Well, okay. I think because, <laughs> I mean, thinking about it, if I think about the time scale, this is a time scale. Peter Dinklage has this... covered wars, you know. Yeah, was, I was it's Frank West. I was just kind of thinking, wait, wasn't that like roughly around the time that he was starring in Game of Thrones or something? Yeah, he like, was already so, in Game of Thrones before he did the voices for Destiny. Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah, but yeah. before like the later seasons where they the actors may have started asking for more money. I don't know. No. It, it wouldn't have surprised me if he was asking for more money. And also, when isn't his voice acting in the game terrible? That's what people said. I didn't yeah, fully most, agree, most but I understood like what it. they didn't like. Yep. Um, there are some people who I enjoy hearing act poorly more than other people who act who are acting well, just because their voice is unique. Peter yeah, that's which might be in one of those categories for me. <laughs> uh. Uh, Christopher Lee stuff in Kingdom go. Hearts yep. is really good for Doesn't that. Doesn't matter what he says, just just. Say in fact, something. actually, most most of the famous voice actors in Kingdom Hearts are that. <laughs> Be it you know uh, Leonard Nimoy. Aren't they all uh, gone now? Lee. Oh yeah, oh, pretty yeah. much. Nobody was in three who was famous, and nobody was in three who was from a Final Fantasy game. Because you know, except for Haley Joel Osment, who still oh, has a yeah. paycheck. But yeah, like Lance it... Bass isn't doing Sephiroth anymore, right? I don't think so. Yeah. It, it was very weird seeing um, Haley Joel Osment pop up in the boys and drop F-bombs. It's like, whoa, Sora's cussing. Yeah, that was really Hey, boys, weird. it's time to take the Keyblade and go on an adventure. <clears throat> Aren't you 14? I mean, I mean, Listen, it's been a rough year. I saw Mickey come out of some darkness hole. I, stories happened. Oh, no, in, in the boys, he played a psychic. Okay. Um, and ended up getting his wrist broken. Hmm. Yeah, he gets beaten up in a bathroom. It's it's actually quite funny. Yeah, it, it really is. What? You need to watch The Boys, Anna. Okay. It's so good. It's what if super superheroes too. go bad 
and how well, who's no, going to deal with what them. if what if what if superheroes were in uh like today's celebrity obsessed culture mm-hmm. oh that would be bad yeah, it's kind—it's kind of a dark comedy in a way because there there are funny scenes and then there are unintentionally funny kind, scenes. Kind, kind of a dark comedy. Okay, very dark. Yeah, it's 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 dark. Yeah, I, and it kind of drops that Superman's on you on the first episode. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like literally, one of the first scenes is a girl getting eviscerated because the Flash equivalent runs through her. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is what starts the main character's path to getting involved with the boys. It's because his girlfriend gets near vaporized by a flash equivalent. Okay, it's these really superheroes good show. are out of control. They need someone to take them down to down to earth. But how are you going to stand up to superheroes? <laughs> that's the it's a really good show, and Carl Urban is amazing in it. And oh, oh yeah, I that's like Carl. Carl Urban. Yeah, that's Carl Urban, isn't it? No. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the main characters. We were well gonna get that it. one where like the the insurance company has to deal with the uh, the uh, superheroes after the fact. Oh yeah, I the cleanup crew. Yeah, I thought thing? there was a show like that, but it got canceled. Oh okay. Yeah, there was like uh, a actually... pilot, and then they were gonna change it, and I didn't hear what happened. They actually, I think they they do bring up insurance in the boys mm-hmm. on several occasions. For and I think exact, Marvel was gonna exact, do one for as exactly well. Exactly that reason. <laughs> But, I mean, if you're getting tired with kind of the oversaturation of Marvel stuff, it's probably worth watching. Yeah. I mean, you've, yeah, seen, this, you've seen this in, like, Justice League episodes, Anna, where, like, there's evil Batman and evil Superman and stuff, right? Mm. Oh, you haven't watched some of those, have you? Uh. There's a whole plot line. It's a little different than this, but it's like, how are you going to stand up to the superheroes when the superheroes are bad, too? <laughs> But, but yeah, seeing a quote-unquote adult Thor in that really messed me up. <laughs> the funny thing, no, the funny uh, thing I find about it, though, is the fact that Thor? he doesn't actually look that different. Mm-mm. Adult Sora, like, Anna. Adult Haley Joel Osment. Okay. Yeah, because Haley Joel Osment obviously is a lot older than when he starred in Sixth Sense or whatever. It's just, he looks so similar. <laughs> <laughs> just with a beard and a little bit tubby. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, I feel like we've got on off topic a little. Yeah, just a tad. My bad. Anyways, moon's haunted. The moon is haunted. Yeah, here's... Wow. There's the comparison pick, and it's that same person, just a rounder. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, hey, if you wanted a podcast title, just call this Robust Podcast. Robust Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> Haley Joel Osmond is robust. No. So, what are we doing? We're doing news. No, we're doing feedback. 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 Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Annie. You're going to have to dial that one back. She was so excited. Like, oh, good. I get to eat soon. <laughs> Question of the week. What other job should be in Yakuza like a dragon? That's the, the RPG where you summon lobsters with your cell phone. I can't wait for that game. Josh Comperta says, what I know of Japan mostly comes from media, so why doesn't Yakuza do a crossover with Sanrio and have a salary woman class where she attacks enemies via death metal karaoke a la Agretzuko? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that's, that sounds good to me. That works. Shaman wrote in and said, in the proud tradition of the calculator from Final Fantasy Tactics, and my degree, I'd love to see a bookkeeper class in Yakuza 7. How does that work? 
they do you your know, taxes? Speak- <laughs> you know, speaking of actually, um, my uh, my husband has actually recently finished Yakuza Kiwami ahead of me uh, because he used um, uh, the Discord game streaming feature to stream the entire game for his mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think she really enjoyed it as well. And nice. I don't know how the I don't know how the hell I managed to like sell Yakuza to David, but I managed it somehow. Now he's got and like not, six more to play. Yeah, and he went straight away and bought Yakuza Kiwami Two when he finished, and has, has already he played Yakuza got... Zero. No, not yet. Oh, he does have first. it through. He has it through my Steam library. So, right. so hey, um, Steam did a thing this week. What did Steam do? You can play multiplayer games together if only one person has them on a local network. Oh. Cool. Okay. So that's through family sharing or something? Yeah. Nice. What are so, we going to play? Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, no. I was just thinking for our question of the week this week, it, it should be, um, what's your favorite <clears throat> good voice actor's bad performance? What's your favorite Haley Joel <laughs> Yeah, Th- that answer is disqualified. We all know that one. Well, but here's the interesting thing is, is um, they've talked about this a couple times. Do you know why it's like that? Because it was like that in Japanese and it's supposed to be awkward. Well, there's another reason. If the voice acting was half a second longer or shorter than the Japanese version, the game crashed. Oh, I didn't know that. And there are a lot of things that you can say in Japanese. Uh, you can say them much faster. So why not just laugh more? Do more ha's they of a regular length. did laugh more. No, they did ha, 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 ha. Instead of ha, 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 ha. You could do the same length, but like sound a little bit more natural. Uh, See what I'm saying? Yeah, but the laugh was really forced in okay. Japanese. Favorite voice actor performance? Is that our question? No, favorite bad, good voice actor, bad performance. I'm the kind of person that I don't even know who voice actors are 99% of the time, so. Wait, so does that mean you guys are asserting that Titus's voice actor is good? Yeah. Okay. I, I actually, d- I actually can't remember the name of his voice actor. Uh, Arnold uh, something. Haley Joel Osment. No, not even close. It is uh, played by James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. No, can't be it. Because James Arnold Taylor would be. It's Clank. Right. Yes. No, it is James Arnold Taylor. I was confusing him with. Tim the Toolman Taylor's I'm, kids I, I, on Home Improvement, which is totally different. Are you mistaking him for Jonathan Taylor Thomas? There you go. There you go. Because I knew his three names, and I hear Taylor, and Tim the Toolman ta- is on my head like, no, this is the Home Improvement guy. Like, no, that's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And, and I'm sorry. And Alice has just fallen over on the floor. <laughs> okay. Gonna be a mighty king. Oh, oh no! The, wait, no, I forgot. Yeah, so the singing voice of the young uh, Simba uh, was totally different. I always forget that. Mm-hmm. I, no, the thing that always screws with me about the Lion King is how um, the Toucan is voiced by Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Mr. Bean? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that explains a lot. All right. Well, who is Matthew Broderick? He's Simba, adult Simba. He's adult Simba? Yeah. What? I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) No, what screwed me up about The Lion King was finding out that Jeremy Irons only sang half of Be Prepared and the other half is Jim Cummings. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Oh, Um, yeah, it's because Jeremy Irons can't sing that high. I, I heard that he blew out his voice. I I don't know who that is. Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Winnie the Pooh is also Lore Walker Cho. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Same Lore down. Walker Cho is is Scar. In um, in the Be Prepared song in the last half, but also in like a lot of the video game adaptations where they couldn't get Jeremy Irons' voice. Oh, yeah. So in other words, he must have played him in, um, uh, what's it called? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. That was Jim Cummings. Where okay. he presumably also played Winnie the Pooh in the same game. And uh, Pete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. He actually, like, he had, like, three roles. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Cummings is also Tigger. <laughs> the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. The tops are made of rubber and the bottoms are made of springs. I really like Tigger. Yeah, you, you could go on a um, voice actor rabbit hole. The bouncy, chouncy, fancy, fancy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful <laughs> thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. All right. And anyway. That is was Chris, a thought. Is Chris back yet, or have we killed him? No, I'm no. tried to explain to Anna Marie the awesomeness of Jim Cummings so many times, and she just cannot ever remember who Sleaks he is. Out of it just head. completely flies out of her head. <laughs> hey, Chris. See, I, I always know Jim Cummings as Dr. Robotnik in the um, Sonic cartoon. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, which Sonic car- cartoon? The, right? um, the good one. Right? 90s one. The post-apocalyptic one. Yeah. yeah. You mean Satam, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that a... We have a, the... official um, abbreviations for each Sonic series or something? No, Satam. Sonic yeah. and the... No, no, no. Satam, I think, it was just a... Sonic and the Holograms. It was, broad... <laughs> it was a crossover bro... with Jen. It was uh, broadcast on, like, Saturday mornings. That's how I've heard most people refer yes. to it. Yeah, that's how I saw yeah, it. Because there was two Sonic cartoons at the time. There was, like, a weekday one, which was more comedy. Good. But didn't Jaleel then, White do both and then, Sonics? And then there was one where it was like he was in some kind of hardcore rock band. Yep. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't talk about that. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone talks about when that. When did the Chili bo- Dog start? I the Chili that, Dog's always been there. Oh. Uh, that was a, I think that was a... Yeah, that was there from the very start. God, why do I remember this stuff? Cause, like... <clears throat> Because Japanese hedgehogs are adorable. That and um, Sonic Boom is the secret best Sonic Sonic cartoon. Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Well, I was going to say I was more along the lines of that you have to remember that um, the uh, the UK edition of the Sonic the Comic, which was something that I read when I was very young, mm-hmm. um, was done by the same publishing house that I believe also did Judge Dread. Oh, yeah. What? Well, not only that, but what? my uh, 
my future one of my future university lecturers uh, wrote a few stories for it i only found this out years later um where it turned out that there were a bunch of uh, like tales centric stories that were in the the uk sonic the comic and yeah my university lecturer was the guy who wrote them that was weird I- I know that uh, Supersonic was a villain in the UK ones. Yeah, he was. That was weird. In fact, most of it was weird. Looking back on it, that whole comic series was, like, weird as shit. The the American one was pretty weird, too. Was Sonic Heroes a game or a cartoon? Because I can always always remember the theme song for that game. It's... Yes, Sonic Heroes. It, it you got to remember that uh, as far as the Sonic games go, they are always the finest in butt rock. I hate that term. It's exquisite. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's I bad. I know. To explode. <laughs> I I very nearly bought a Best of Crush Forty compilation that was mostly Sonic, uh, Sonic tunes in Japan. And we wouldn't have judged you for all right. it. Let's all go I to Japan and go hang out in the Hedgehog Cafe that apparently we shouldn't because it stresses the hedgehogs out. What? There's hedgehog cafes in Japan. <sighs> Look at this adorable hedgehog in a Tim Hortons cup. That is probably uh, can... not Japanese. It's a Japanese hedgehog. Okay, but Tim Except Hortons isn't from, Japanese. Not from Japan, apparently. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, by the way, Anna, you can you can do your news thing now. Yeah, it's it's been a sl- it's a slow news week if you can't tell. <laughs> beep 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 beep. Hedgehogs are adorable. Chris, news time. First up, we have disc creatures being released this month. If you'd like to collect animals that are not hedgehogs but would like it to be in a obvious Pokemon um, homage, uh, on Steam for fourteen ninety nine, you can get disc creatures. It's coming out October seventeenth from Dangan Entertainment. And yeah, go watch the video on the site. It is very Pokemon, like very pokemon you are playing a gb a game boy color game on your pc (laughs) i mean would it be too much to ask for a switch port of this or is that a little too on the nose for nintendo too on the nose yeah outward is getting a content update that's the really really hardcore survival action rpg open world thing uh it's getting a free content update to make it even harder like what was the thing anna 20% 20% chance of your save file being deleted when you yeah, die. Yeah, what's up with this? So yeah, they're, they're adding a hardcore mode <laughs> where, yeah, if you die, there's a 20% chance the game will delete your save file. I love it. So Bother what? that nonsense. I Not really for me. This game looks beautiful. I've often wondered if I should play it, but it's very Dark Souls-y and hard, so I'd need to cheat engine it and... Um, I have other things to play. All right, so uh, Evo Land gets a physical edition, I assume, from uh, Limited Run Games, right? Let's see. No, yep. Super Rare Games. Oh, that's a different company, isn't it? Yep. Who Are they just doing the Limited Run thing, but they're a different company? Yes. Okay. I can't handle this. Limited Run and Super Rare two are synonyms. Is this one British? Is that the thing? Uh, I think they might be European. Super, yeah. Can you say super rare, Alice? Super rare. Thank you. Perfect. That sounds much more appropriate now. All right. Um. So yeah, you get that on their site. It's. Uh, is it already sold out? No, because this isn't actually limited run games. In which case, it would be right. 
5,000 copies. Shipping will begin 21st of October. Limit of two games per customer. You get uh, the game, uh, the, the art, art uh, full-color manual, what? an exclusive sticker, and three-card trading card pack. Go pick it up. It's about 30 bucks, 30 pounds. About 30 pounds, 32 $35, something like that. Okay. It comes with Evil Land 1 and 2 in one package. We have Nanotail getting early access date. Nanotail is um, oh, it's the it's from the people who made the typing game you ride around on the on the fox, I think. And now, or maybe this is just not related to that. Well, I should make sure that's the same people. Fishing cactus made up a story, right? Yeah. So now they're making another typing game where you run around and type things, but you're casting like spells and stuff. So now it's an RPG, so we can cover it. So it's called Nanotail. It's coming to early access on October 23rd. It's uh, they're estimating four to seven months in early access, which is a lot better than what are you playing, Anna? The game that you didn't mention and you're now playing, uh, something about the idling old gods or something like that. Yeah, um, Crusaders of the Lost Idols. That's been in early access for what four years now? Um, 2013. Oh, okay, six years. Great. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one's still in beta. The the licensed oh yeah D&D yeah version. the D and D one has been 2015. So it's only four no, years. No, 2017. No, really? Yeah, 2017 okay. is but when they're it came selling out. full they're DLC selling, packs. Th- there's like three hundred dollars <laughs> worth of DLC for it. The characters on their main logo are a DLC pack, of course. And um, they the description of the game, which came out, yeah, it, it would actually be two years ago this month, um, says that they expect to be in early access for no more than six months. So hopefully, Nano actually pulls it off. Unlike those, uh, what's it? What's the D&D one called? Dungeons and Dragons of the Old Crazy Gods? You pointed it out to me, and I wasn't that interested. You should play it, because it's got D&D characters. Okay. Why not? Because you can play them both at the same time. It's an idle game. That's why. And you tell me which one you like better. All right. We're talking about PS5, because stuff came out about PS5. What came out about PS5? Um, A release date window and some specs. Holiday 2020. It's yep. called PlayStation 5, at least for now. I assume it will be. There are two innovations with the PS5's con- new controller. They're adding haptic feedback so uh, to replace the rumble technology found in controllers since the fifth generation of consoles. So I guess uh, haptic feedback is their way of saying HD rumble then? Yeah, like uh, what you get in a Switch controller. Okay. The examples are more fine feel. So haptic is what you get on an iPhone when you like touch things and you get the little toot just to let you know you touch something or went over something or switch to switch. So I'm wondering if they're going to go crazy with it or if it's going to be slight. They make it sound like you'll be able to feel more. Uh, let's see. With haptics. Oh, let me. I'm quoting the article. With haptics, you truly feel a broader range of feedback. So crashing into a wall in a race feels much more different they didn't use the word more, feels much different than making a tackle on the football field. You can even get a sense for a variety of textures when running through fields of grass or plodding through mud. Okay, so it's HD Rumble. All right. <laughs> Next thing they're going to have... Go ahead. It's supposed to be like a little closer to reality, kind of like um, VR mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I think that's what HD Rumble is trying to achieve too, personally. But yeah. maybe this will be even better still. All right, because they'll have more room in the controller. The second innovation is something we call adaptive triggers. 
uh, it can program the resistance of the triggers. So now, like, it can. Oh, okay, so it's like it's a, like our compatible. It's controllers. like a, no, it's like a steering wheel. <laughs> what compatible controllers? The one we have where we can change the L two and R two, the paddles. No, 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 no. This is um, L two and R two. You can change how how much resistance there is when you pull the trigger. We can't do that with the the Xbox Elite. Okay. Um, we can we can put trigger locks, There's which means it just stops shorter. There's a PlayStation controller that we have that it doesn't do this. No, it doesn't. Um, we can just say stop letting me push in after a certain amount oh. versus letting me go the whole way. And some games deal with that well, and some games don't. This is like the game maker can say, hey, make the L two button have a lot of resistance on it, so it's like you're pulling back a heavy bowstring. So hopefully you can turn this off if you have like RSI in your fingers and it hurts to per- hold things that tightly because that's what I'm worried about. <clears throat> um, but yeah, between that and the haptics, it can kind of give you some good sensations about triggers on a gun and you can realize how hard it is to go blat, blat, blat with your gap. All right, enough of that. That's PS5. Next year it's coming. There'll be an Xbox as well. Everyone's excited. Okay. Kickstarter check-in for three games. We got Shujinko. That's the game where you can play Japan or learn Japanese by playing the game. Uh, it's thirty bucks to get a copy of the game. You can spend more, do crazy things. I don't care this week, so <laughs> you'll go do that. Thirty bucks if you want to support it and get a copy of the game and try to learn Japanese by playing a video game. People have tried before. We'll see if this one succeeds. Fallen Angel is a pixel art hack and slash RPG. Where you play as uh, Lucifer as he returns to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, this was shown off a little bit at PAX. I don't think we covered it, but it was there. Um, and it's it's a Kickstarter now. For 12 bucks, you get a copy of the game. Um, it is very much a 3D action hack and slash. Not 3D action. A pixel art hack and slash. Oops, that was loud. Sorry. And then finally, Sorcerer, Sorcery Tempest, which has... Uh, I think we've covered this on the on the show before. It is uh, from developer M-U-Y-M. They're a Dojin developer, which I... Is that just a Japanese term for indie now rather than fan-made? Because, like, isn't that the same thing, don't you think? Not sure. All right. Well, uh, they're inspired by games like Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Ogre, Vagrant Story, Sorcery... uh, Excuse me. um, And Vagrant Story. Um, If you ask me, it looks like uh, the Etrian Odyssey girls got... uh, Oh, got, got to go down into deepest dungeon, but um, actually that's not accurate because they are. Uh, oh no 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 no! I'm sorry I'm sorry. This is the wrong game. Wrong game. Wrong game in my head. Ignore what I said about Etrian Odyssey Girls. That's a different game. Um, this is this is weird. This is the one where you have um, a hexagonal board on the left and the right, and where you are on one side affects who you can attack on the other side. And there's a bunch of visual novel scenes between fights. Yeah, it's weird. You need to watch the video and maybe you understand it. 12 bucks gets you a copy of that game, Sorcery Tempest. Search for it on Kickstarter. Get a sense for what it actually is because I wasn't able to. <laughs> so, good luck. And that's it. For that, uh, we have some editorials to plug. The Surge 2 has a review on our site. Remnant from the Ashes, that's a Dark Souls-y type game. That has a review on our site. And I'm actually curious about the score on that. Three and a half? Wow, I've been hearing better things than that, but okay. Uh, Various Daylife has a review on the site. Anna, how did that go for you? Meh. Meh. And the score <laughs> is meh. Two and a half. Uh, Adventure Corner Neocab. I think that's for Anna as well. Yep. 
Yeah, that doesn't get a score because we don't score those. And then please be excited, says Severin. Yes, the what? thing that he's been playing that's embargoed. Yeah. Uh, review will be up this week. Are we allowed to say what Tuesday? it is? I don't know. Okay, so we won't. Uh, it's a game that you know is coming, and um, we'll have review pretty close to its release, I guess. So yep. there you go. Um, let's see. More stories. Children of Morta got delayed on Switch. They need another month to kind of make it good. They don't want to release with bugs and performance issues. Um, that's fair. It's a good game on PC. I've played a little bit of it. Um, Elise and Margaret got a Project Sakura's third image... Project Sakura Wars third image song. So Project Sakura Wars, that's the Sakura Wars game that's not going to be a tactical RPG because they hate me. Um, they've been releasing image songs. This is the third one. It has those two starring in it. I listened to 30 seconds of it, got bored, turned it off. You can see if you like it. <laughs> hey, Alice, are you into the Sakura Wars games? Uh, I've never actually played one. Okay. so right. Josh is the Sakura Wars fan. Sure. Uh, the newcomers are in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. It's the latest, um, what's it called? Guild? Faction? Or factions? What are they called? Clans? I think clans. Broods? Whatever they're called in that. Uh, they, uh, they, the newcomers. It's like, this is where the millennials are hanging out? I don't really know. Or they're a new, new to the region, but an old vampire clan because vampires are old. I don't know. I don't understand this game. So that that's a new faction. You go read a, a handful of details from their site. Dark Devotion is coming to PS4. Which one's Dark Devotion? Is that the one I was trying to think the about? The Souls Roguelike. Souls Roguelike, but it's 2D. Yep. Yes, and it's on the Switch and the PS4. No, it's coming to the Switch and PS4. On October 24th. Previously, it was on PC. You yeah. should check the Accolades trailer. Yeah, we're in it. Who cares? Hey. <laughs> we shouldn't be tooting our own horn like that. Monster... Uh, excuse me. Hell yeah, we are. No. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we have Monster Hunter World Iceborne got a big update where they added a big scary bull monster guy. So that looks scary. So you can go check that out um, if you have the Monster Hunter. Yakuza Like a Dragon, that's the RPG, has a new system where they're showing off, or new images where they're showing off the experience system so you can see what stats you put in which looks like fire, apothecary, student, heart, uh, sunbathing, and mind. I'm just guessing what these mean from their logos. I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the uh, six attributes are enthusiasm, mentality, cheerfulness, kindness, intelligence, and stylishness. <laughs> Uh, those are not the official localizations, so they may change the names a little, but uh, you can get the idea. So one of the ideas, uh, let's see, these uh, attributes can be raised in a multitude of ways, including helping townsfolk and participating in the series' usual mini-games and play spots. And a new location in game life experience is the Ocean Qualification School. Here you can take multiple choice tests covering a variety of topics, including Japanese history and details about the local area. Oh, I love it. I assume that it raises your intelligence if you get the questions right or something. But there you go. Yakuza, like a dragon. Like a what? Like a dragon. Like a what? Like a dragon. All right. Cat Quest 2 has a date for when it's coming to consoles. That date is October 24th for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And we missed a comment in the story. Ha ha, Alex. I found a proofreading for you. All right. Sorry. Don't be a dude. We have a rivalry going on now uh, a rivalry he calls it. <laughs> we have a, you, 
a rivalry. I've been doing 500 episodes of titling wrong, and I found one comment missing from one of his stories, so therefore we're even. <laughs> therefore, Chris wins. <laughs> what's, your sure. favorite, yeah, what's your favorite bad performance from a good voice actor? That's the question of the week. You can send it to us several ways. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. 608-729-4098 is the phone number. You can also text that number if you don't want to leave a voicemail. And, of course, you leave it in the thread of the show, just uh, the comments underneath the show. And, of course, you can do it on Twitter, too. Uh, at some point, we'll ask it during the week, I believe. That brings us to what new games are coming out this week. First, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt comes out on the Switch. That's right. It's time for The Switcher. No, nobody cares about The Switcher? Okay, fine. Disco Elysium coming out for the PC. This is the game Anna Marie and I were raving about last year at PAX. Um, it's finally out this week on PC. I don't know if Anna Marie will play it this week, but uh, it's certainly something I got my eye on. Um, this is the really cool, like, in-depth uh, Western RPG, but your choices matter, dialogue-heavy sort of things going on. And I, I don't even remember how to explain this game anymore, but you had to find your shoes. And it... There you go. There's <laughs> a perfect explanation. It's that game that, you know, you, you have to find your shoes. <laughs> but the way you interacted with things and... Uh, stats Do I need that you to have. save you? Yeah. All right. So in this game, you wake up and take a basic personality test that determines how your character is going to interact with things. And then you do have to go find your shoe. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm just angry that you're right. Ah, so okay. yeah, how you interact with people and the um, chat options that you have and the choices that you have open to you depend on that basic personality that you develop at the start of the game. And choices matter. But this is the one where like, if you get too, too many stat points in one attribute, um, it can start working against you because you can become like neurotic in that area and stuff. And so you'll, <laughs> you'll be unable to avoid looking at certain things or unable to not comment on things because you're so, your personality stats are so much out in that area. Um, so it's like you have to find a good balance. I, and I don't know how that's going to work out. That sounds like it could be incredibly frustrating if, it's, if you can't kind of get a sense for it. But uh, yeah, there you go. So you're saying in real life I've maxed out my caution stat and I'm just so am overly paranoid? Yes. That's right. That's you nice to know how that works. Caution. Yep, too many points. Take some points away. Oh, wait, you can't. No respect. <laughs> and no, I don't know if that's how that works in this game or not, but I assume so. Children it's of Morta... just it, that's what it made me think of. <laughs> Children of Morta does come out for the PS4 and the Xbox One this week, just not the Switch. Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition plus Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition comes to consoles, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Wait, is that for sure the date now? I don't know. It okay. was in the section. It got delayed. So... I don't know. It's, we did this before. <laughs> Do you want to double check it again? No. Okay. Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition and Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, unless they too were delayed yet again. Grandia HD Remaster comes out on PC this week? Yeah, so that's the... That's a real, t real that's release? That's the first game. Okay. And they're also renaming the second game. To we what? had this in news a couple weeks ago. HD 2 Delayed? The, pff, I don't know. <laughs> the Delayed Remaster? <laughs> Just put it in the title? Little Town Hero. What's that's that? the Game Freak game that it sounds like it's got the same structure as Various Day Life, but it's better? Uh, it looks more simple, at least. 
I don't know if that'll be better or worse. You're excited for it, though, right? I'm interested. You're I just interested have so many it. other okay. things on my plate right now. Yeah, but you're doing reviews. You're kicking butt on those games. You're going to get there. Yeah. All right, Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Islands. This is the one that I played at PAX, and it's like Rune Factory, except the combat stinks. Oh. But it's a pirate game? No, it's oh. a the Harvest Moon game. Oh. Oh, there is definitely farming in this. Okay. Well... That's what uh, that's what's coming out mm. this week. I want to know. You missed one. What did I miss? R- Ring Fit Adventure. Oh. That's we were the. Talking uh, about this last night, Chris. How did you miss this? Um, someone else did all the the new releases, and I didn't see uh, it when I was looking over the sources. I you may you may up. be surprised to know that the big release lists don't care that much about Ring Fit Adventure. Well, that's their problem. Anna cares a lot about Ring Fit Adventure. Kelly cares a lot about Ring Fit Adventure. Well, yeah, because um, Doctor it's, said I needed to exercise is more. Is it an RPG? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everyone that played it during the European tour was like, I can't believe there's an exercise RPG. But that's because it's a ring playing game? No. Well, no. The ring has you do like core movements and kind of yoga and Pilates type movements movements and stuff like that and uh, run around on the oval world you actually have to jog in place. But you can turn that off if you're in an apartment and they will replace it with stationary exercises. Yeah, so there's all sorts of accessibility stuff in this game. So Mm -hmm. like if there's certain exercises that you can't do, you can take them out of rotation and stuff. Which I think is amazing. I hear the video where this thing was announced has a very creepy guy in it. Eh? Yeah, so I need to go find that announcement video. Uh, I just heard that on another podcast. Okay, so. Well, I put this on pre-order just because I want to give it a shot since I hate exercise otherwise. (gasps) Do you know how much it is? Like 80 bucks. What? Well, that doesn't sound unreasonable. It's a game plus a peripheral. Yeah, it's a thirty dollar piece of plastic. The plastic has electronics in it, though. No, it doesn't. The Joy-Con goes in there. No, yes, it does. I watched a video about it that said that it has certain electronics in it that, like, measure the squeezing motions and stuff that you do. Hmm. Well, okay then. Kelly knows more about this game than you, Chris. I'm willing to believe that, (laughs) but also electronics and squeezing and bending don't go together well, so I'm concerned. Uh, I did my my research on this before hitting pre-order. All right. Well, (laughs) Kelly's going to be reporting to us about this next week, aren't you? Hopefully. It comes out on Friday. So I will try to get a little bit in. Yeah, 10 minutes. Are you going to do a video? (laughs) Play it on Twitch. No. You you want to play it on Twitch? If people want to see my fat butt doing exercises, but... <laughs> I, watching people exercise on Twitch, no offense, that does not sound very entertaining to me. It sounds really entertaining to me. All right. I've, I'm overruled. Kelly, stream this thing. <laughs> or just stream it to our Discord so that we can privately no, watch just, it. Yeah, just stream it to us. I don't think that works. How is she going to stream it to us? She can stream it to the RPG cast Do you have channel. a capture card? Uh, no, but I have a webcam or a oh, phone. Okay. I don't know if it'll work. We'll phone, see. press record. Like, why is this rocket surgery? Because Discord is very picky about what it streams. <sighs> you well, can have a video call with multiple people. 
Okay, well, that's a little different, but all right. We'll see. I can't promise that your eyes aren't going to be scarred. I think Vaughn's going to take care of it. He's going to set up the GoPro for Bouncy Cam. That's what he says in the chat right now. So he, he's full of crap. We don't have a GoPro. Oh, Unless yeah, we could mount the GoPro one. on the ring con. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be nausea inducing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so Kelly, you going to be playing anything else this week besides Ring Fit um, Adventure? More WoW, more Octopath. Cool. Anna Marie? Uh, Dragon Quest 3 and the other game I'm reviewing. I forget what the embargo is. Actually, let me pull it up. When's the embargo? Uh, embargo's in three days, so I'll talk about it soon. Next week. Um, Alice Wilkinson? Damn it, I did that traditional thing where I muted again. Yep. <laughs> um... I'm not sure. I mean, I'll probably be just be playing some more Space Station 13. That's fine. We probably won't hear from you for another half a year anyway, right? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Chris. I, you're the one who's been not present. You tell me. <sighs> Alice had owls at her wedding, and I'm still I, getting over that. Uh, do you want a, uh, speaking thereof, do you want a, like, a, do I want a an USB owl? Stick? Yes, I want an no, owl. No, do you, do you want a USB stick about pictures? Oh. Yeah. Sure. Or you could just, cool. you know, use the internet to send them. There's two. There's two. Yeah. How would, do you think that worked for our photos, Chris? Uh, just Chris, fine. that's 3.5 gigabytes worth. Oh, that's, I've got a OneDrive you could upload them to. Okay. Yeah, you can give me that. <laughs> that's like actually the... pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three no, gigs is not a lot anymore. <laughs> no, that is true. Um. Anyway. Yeah, we'll work that out. Uh. What else we got? Oh, me. I will be playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Thank you all for asking. Nobody cared. I care. Yay! And then what else am I doing? Eh, probably that. I'm probably not going to do Sword of the New World anymore. I'll probably uninstall it, but I haven't done it yet, so I probably will. Ugh, too many games, folks. Too many games. Too many games. Even my short list of games is too long. But I think I complained about that last week. So, with that, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks, Dale North, for making the music. Forecast for doing the encoding. Thank you all for participating, sending us feedback, and... Thank you, guests, Alice, Kelly, and Anna Marie, for being on the show. Thank you, listener, for listening every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. You can catch us live right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. I think that's a show, folks. Anything you want to leave anyone with? Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Save us. There's too many games. Thank you very much for having me, too. You're very welcome. Thank you for being on. There are too many games. Too many games. Oh, they're being dumped upon me. Oh, goodbye.